following thoughts, opinions, stories, and expressions are meant for those who will appreciate them. If you don't, we hope you keep an open soul to encounter another here on 34 Questions. Peace. In three, two, one. What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. I am your host, 34. And tonight, I am joined by Julian Quickstad. How are you doing today, Julian? Good, good. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right, man. Uh, you know, it's just a, another regular Tuesday. Had work. Um, actually went to the doctors today, man. Um, I don't know when's the last time you've been to the doctor, but you know, it's very anxiety-inducing sometimes, especially when you're getting older. Um, so I have been having this like bum shoulder after like rock climbing when I probably shouldn't have. <laughs> and it's funny because my doctor was telling me like. I think you're a little too overweight to be rock climbing right now. So I'm like, <laughs> damn, like, why you got to tell me that? So uh, it was a reality check, um, you know, got to lay off the carbs and snacking. That's pretty much like my downfall when it comes to my health. But uh, other than that, man, it's been it's been a chill day. Uh, just want to thank you again for making time to, to stop by the show and share your story, man. Definitely appreciate it. Um, for the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show, we do some intro questions just to set the tone. After that, we'll jump into a couple icebreakers. After the icebreakers, we'll, we'll turn to the Wheel of Fate, where we'll spin the wheel, whichever number it lands on. That's where the conversation will kind of flow. And then after that, we'll finish it off with some closeout questions. Sound good to you, Julian? Sounds good. All right, man. Well, I've, let's start it off. My very first question for you is... How have you been? You've been doing well. You've been doing great. How you been lately, man? I've been doing great. So actually, this uh, weekend here, I got married on Saturday. Oh, snap, dude. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, it was an awesome day. Um, it was a little stress going up into it. But like the day of, it was just uh, serene. So um, uh, uh, that. <laughs> no, go for it. Go for it. Yeah. And you know what? that yesterday i went to the dentist too and um i just absolutely hate the dentist and he told me my teeth were dirty as usual but <laughs> to floss more kind of thing but yeah, yeah we should all I've been floss doing more. Good. <laughs> yeah. i hear you man uh i don't know if you've ever tried the water pick that's something that i'm trying to get a uh you know loop a loophole with flossing so i don't have to like go th i don't know why we hate flossing maybe we're afraid that it's gonna hurt uh, but we seem to as adults always seem to avoid it <laughs> i'm not sure why <laughs> But uh, I'm glad to hear you're doing well, man. Congratulations again on the wedding. I hope I'm not catching you on your honeymoon. Like, yeah. No, no. Uh, it, it'll be uh, next week. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I'm glad I could catch you in the in-between time. Um, but for sure. For sure. Uh, my second question for you in the warm-up is, what would you like the audience to know about you? I guess, are we going to go further into my backstory We'll, we'll, more in the show or we'll, we'll go as far as you want to if this is the time you want to kind of let people know your backstory feel free sure i can i can do it now <laughs> um so where i'll start uh say three four years ago um i was in a quite a toxic relationship um near the end of that i started uh i was getting into some cocaine and uh drinking a lot and I don't know if anyone knows, but like usually cocaine is strongly cut with meth. 
So basically, I was doing a lot of meth. <laughs> um, I don't know, maybe a year and a half where I was just a lot of drugs and I just was not in a good state of mind. Um, a couple uh, suicide attempts. Um, nothing looking now, I'm completely comfortable with that, but uh, it took me a while to climb out of that hole. Um, so now, fast forward, I am in my second year of a psychology degree and I'm planning to go towards clinical psychology um, and use that experience that I had to uh, hopefully change someone else's life for the better. For sure, man. Thank you for, for sharing that part of your story. Uh, I know it's not always easy to open up about, you know, drug use and, you know, just addiction. I don't know if that's what you considered yourself was that you were at the time. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a tough issue to talk about. Uh, I do want to ask you about psychology and why you chose that to be the field that, you know, you're jumping into. Um, you know, meth is, is crazy. It, it also has affected my family. Um, you know, my dad was, that was his drug of choice when he was around my age. Um, so I kind of saw, well, I think he did a great job of hiding it from me. Um, growing up, it wasn't something that I think I was fully aware of until he finally told me when I was around 14 years old. Um, you know, that's when he sought out help and has been clean and sober for, I mean, if that was when I was 13, almost 20 years now. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, a major win, major win. Um, so I didn't know that about cocaine being cut with meth. Is that like... Now you got me worried about maybe some some of my homies that have, uh, you know, that have chosen Coke as like maybe something they try more often. Um, should I be asking them about that? Should I be like, hey, man, like, are you sure this is all it is? Or like, how common is it to be cut with meth? Yeah. Honestly, I heard like I'm from Canada and I heard like, like 75% of Coke is cut with it. But like. If you don't know what, like the cocaine high should not last very long, but if you're up for two days straight, that's probably meth. <laughs> mm, I got you. Yeah. I got you. For sure. All right. That, that gives me a little more, uh, <laughs> that relaxes me a little bit because I don't think my homies have, I've ever seen them, you know, be up for a couple of days. Um, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, tell me about psychology. Like why, why did that interest you and why are you proceeding with that? Um, so for a while, I didn't even know how to, like, I think it's kind of the stereotype of being a man and trying to figure out your own problems. Um, I grew up in a like rural Alberta. So, um, if you don't know what it's like there, it's almost like the Texas of Canada. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you got those values of like, um, doing your own stuff. You deal with your own problems. Um, you don't want to show weakness kind of thing. And um, I, I struggled for a while trying to, I didn't want to get help and I wanted to do it myself. So I was doing a lot of research. Um, obviously I couldn't do it by myself. So I eventually did get some help, but I have a love for researching psychology. Um, so I'm like, we actually, uh, me and my wife now, we have a podcast called Psychology with My Wife. And that's what we do is I pick a psychology topic and then we kind of have the the layman conversation, like not the real academic one. You can actually use it in your everyday life. But that's basically why I went back to school. That have that day-to-day -day job, you 
can actually really enjoy doing it and want to wake up and do that. For sure. Hey, did you go to school before and or this is the first time? I did actually. I did a uh, it was a diploma program and it was a uh, power engineering base that's operating um, refineries, um, heavy oil facilities and stuff like that. So SO, um, Shell, all those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. And you, you've yeah. lived on the oil rigs before, no? Or um, More so in the plant. Gotcha. I wasn't actually on the rigs yet. So basically, um, would pull, they pull it out of the ground, right? And then the, the oil is sent to my facility is what it was doing. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, that's a major turn, man, from from working with oil to working with people. Uh, but, <laughs> but I'm glad that you know you, you find something that you feel like suits you more um, now. And I'm just curious, you know, you talked about solving problems. Um, has it, any new stuff that you've learned been relatable to to your life and kind of helped you process some of the things you've been going through? Uh, definitely. Like I learn a lot every day. A majority of the stuff is how do you, um, I, I believe that you should, especially when you're helping someone else, you should come from a position of strength. So how do you be vulnerable, but also seeming like you have uh, um, the fertility or fertility, is that the word? I don't know, but. <laughs> it's cool, it's cool. To, yeah. yeah. But actually give advice. Cause like when I look up, I want help from someone, I don't want, help from someone who doesn't know what they're doing i want to look at them like i want his life kind of thing so um a lot of the research i've been doing is how do you do that <laughs> gotcha and uh, what's the difference between like a psychologist versus a therapist is that two different things or they say the same thing um so all or, uh, all counselors are psychologists but not all psychologists are counselors <laughs> I got you. I got that makes sense. So you can, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, you can do research and stuff uh, through psychology. Um, I think officially to be a psychologist, you have to have your PhD. Mm. Are, are you headed towards that, or are you kind of? I'm yes. I'm definitely gonna make it there one way or another. <laughs> for sure, for sure, man. Uh, yeah, it's a interesting topic. Like that, that's definitely something that's crossed my mind because I have done therapy before. Um, and I do enjoy, you know, obviously the podcast, getting to know people, getting to know what they're going through, um, and also hopefully giving them an avenue to, like, I, I, I am not licensed at whatsoever, but I think just providing the space might be, you know, a, a little valuable, you know, uh, even though I don't have the advice to, to give out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so for you, are you thinking research side or you know ther- therapeutic um, side i want to do so i want to do counseling but i want to do uh, i want to become a clinical psychologist and that will work with the more severe um psychological disorder so like bipolar schizophrenia stuff like that mm. on the more extreme spectrum of mental health i got you i got you for sure uh we'll move on to my third question in the warm-up which is if I could do something, uh, if I could express the energy you possess, what could I do? What sort of act could I do in your honor? Hmm. Um, hmm. To be, have the same energy as me? Is that, am I understanding that correct? Sort of like, you know, if, uh, let's say you moved away and, and your friends 
you know it's your birthday they want to celebrate you or send you some kind of energy mm-hmm. uh what what could we do it since you're far away that that would be in your honor you know um you know what maybe kind of uh not copy me but kind of uh set an example for the people around you um i try to i try to be that, like that leader you lead by example kind of thing and i think that's how i would uh like to be honored for sure now we know now we know <laughs> and uh my last question for you in the warm-up is on a scale from one to ten how well do you know yourself Ooh, do we ever fully know ourselves you tell me you tell me (laughs) Uh, i'm gonna say like i'm 25 right now um i'm gonna say i probably know myself a five if i was naive eight but i'm not as naive anymore (laughs) i got you five yeah was there ever a point of point in time in your life that you felt like you were at a 10 just just curious i was probably like 18 when i first (laughs) went to college I was like, I know everything. My whole plan, I got this whole plan. I'm going to buy a house at this age. I'm going to do this job forever. Yeah, yeah I mean, I told myself at 18, I was going to retire at 30. So here I am. I'm 33 <laughs> <laughs> or 32. I keep saying I'm 33, man. I, I feel like there's something going on with me. <laughs> but I do know I'm 32. I'm not there yet. But uh, yeah, no, I hear you, man. I think, you know, I, I think I'm going to start asking that question a little more just to see if all of us kind of have that unique experience of feeling like we know it all at 18 it's a it's a weird age um but yeah for sure uh but what would you say is your favorite thing about your personality Hmm. you know what um i really did not like um before i went through all this addiction and stuff i did not like how um weak i was to adversity so I think mm. I do have a, a strong resilience now and I have a lot of skills that um, really help me in day to day to like overcome some like not necessarily severe things that happen, but like the stresses of daily life, I guess. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, and you can any question I ask, feel free to either pause or let me know that you don't you'd rather not talk about it. There's no pressure to answer any of these questions, but my previous podcast i actually um just said i admitted on air that uh i feel like i'm an addict as well but more so with weed um i know that's super weak for all for all the hardcore people out there i'm being addicted to weed but um for you what were some noticeable like differences you could tell from yourself versus like you know i guess your sober self versus when you were in that time in that dark place Um, so I would say the biggest one would be like anxiety over like social situations. Um, it was, you would think that like drinking alcohol or cocaine would give you that boost of energy and you want to be super social. But then there was a point when I would use it and it would do the opposite, but I would still use it. Mm. If that makes sense. And that's like, that was something in the, at the height of my addiction that I knew something was like wrong and I can, I didn't know how to solve it. Um, and then now, um, I'm a lot more confident, um, with myself when I'm sober. I hear that man, for sure. I think, you know, something relatable for me is that 
at family parties for sure i don't think i i like to smoke before a family party anymore um just because that anxiety definitely heightens for me and i don't know what it is i think you know if you're going to counsel me it'd have to do a lot with uh you know how people perceive me and how uh i'm aware of that and you know want to shape that i guess reputation or how i come off with people like that's constantly on my mind when i'm you know, I guess when I'm high, uh, and, <laughs> right, and yeah. it is a, a different, I guess I could admit it's a different person that you see, like, you know, on this show, I don't, I don't smoke before the show. I, you know, try to be clear headed as much as possible. Um, but I think that's, that's what I th- I'm growing into, you know, maybe using less, um, and just, you know, trying to do more, I don't want to say do more good, but just do better. Uh, and because I think for me, like, I, I feel like I'm a person that likes to interact with people and, you know, just give them a positive experience, you know, interacting with me. And when I'm high, it's not that I can't do that, but I know I'm way more quiet. I'm way more like, you know, just to myself versus, you know, being active in conversations and, you know, being the first person, you know, to, to act on upon it. Um, but yeah. Just want to thank yeah. you. Oh, good. I I kind of I agree with you. I used to smoke weed too, and it was almost like I tried to smoke weed to like calm myself, but then I would end up. It's like I had these negative thoughts, and then the weed would just make me kind of dissociate and get in my head. Mm. And I think that made it worse because I would I would like turn into a recluse. Kind of, I wouldn't actually want to <laughs> go out. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, and. Yeah. You know, I know you don't know me in my personal life, but I am a homebody. I, uh, you know, all my friends try to get me out and I'm just like, no, nah, I'd rather just stay at home. Maybe he's the weed. Uh, but yeah, it, it's something that still, you know, I, I am struggling with working through. Um, but maybe one day when we catch up, you know, I could tell you a different story. But I uh, just want to say thank you again for, for sharing your story. Um all right, man. So we're going to head over to the ice breaking scene. But before we do that, if the folks out there, if you are enjoying the content, please like if you might share if you care. Subscribe for a vibe you didn't know was there. Uh, if you enjoy that. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the icebreakers. Here we are. Uh, the first icebreaker is going to be a point of view icebreaker where i will give you a statement and you just kind of let me know if you think it, if you agree with it you disagree uh and why so okay my first statement for you is overthinking is a bad thing true and i think it just ends up leading you know pretty much when you overthink that you know the answer before you even start overthinking Wait, what, what do you mean by that? You know how it's like, you're t- if you overthink, I've been told to like flip a coin. And as you're flipping the coin, you're going to know which one you want as you're flipping the coin. Mm, I got you. I don't know if you've heard that before. I- I've heard the one when you flip the coin and if it lands and depending on your reaction, then you'll, you knew what you really wanted to do. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now I got you. I got you. So you're saying that when you overthink, you already know but you just want to keep like putting it off like keep or yeah what do you maybe it's like a it's a depending on what you're overthinking about it's either a self-doubt or like anxiousness of 
um, pushing through something that's maybe a little difficult for you, but you know it's the way you should go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. It's true. I think, uh, like, I don't know for you, I consider myself a very good. Um, I forgot what it's called when you try to defend. Uh, trying to defend your actions even though you think uh, you, you probably know it's a wrong, the wrong thing to do but you're just like oh I need this or you know this helps me with that so you're oh, justifying it when you try to justify your actions um, I am guilty of that for sure I'm probably the best <laughs> the best one out there when it comes to that uh, but yeah nah, I hear you man uh, and then my second statement for you is it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission that's a tough one I'm gonna hmm. I think that's not true gotcha I, I, I'm guilty of doing that sometimes but I think it's probably the uh, the wrong thing to do <laughs> usually the thoughts through my head it's like ah you know what he's just gonna say no and I, I want this <laughs> or She's going to say no, and <laughs> I won't be able to do this, so I'm just going to do it anyway. So maybe, yeah, I'm going to say it's not true because it's a little selfish most of the time mm, for me. I see. Yeah, the selfishness. Um, you know, selfishness is hard, man. Like, I, in society right now, how much percentage do you think people are acting selfish versus, you know, being more altruistic? I think that's the word. Hmm. Um, I would say, you know, it's probably like 70% of people. I don't know. Maybe that's really uh, <laughs> negative, but especially over COVID, everyone just started caring about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's where, as far as coming from a place of understanding, that's where I try to keep my mindset at. Like everybody's a little selfish. I think at the end of the day, people are going to do what's best for them. And if that's bad for me, I can't be mad at them, <laughs> you know, because I think yeah. I would do the same thing. Uh, so that that's where I usually come from. Um, but I guess you've got to be a little selfish, though. You got to set some boundaries on things because if you um, are completely selfless, uh, you you can get taken advantage of quite easily. For sure, for sure. You know, I mentioned being a homebody. I think that's when I'm mostly most of the time selfish, uh, but outside from in my day job or how i run the podcast or just interact with people when i'm not just by myself mm -hmm. uh that's where i feel like i'm more i guess those, those are those are the two sides of me and that's where i think everything is in balance so when i'm around people i'm this person that's selfless and kind of you know always sacrificing i think and then um when i'm by myself i just take i take my time i take you know my space um and i can i wish i could be better at it but like i as far as justifying it for myself that i think that's that's where it, it comes into play where i'm like oh i'm so like this around people that when i when i do take time to myself i stay home i feel like oh i need this because i've had given so much um whether it's right or wrong i'm not sure but i think that's where i'm at when it comes to being selfish um, <laughs> do you are you an introvert then I guess you're like recharge at home by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I definitely recharge when I'm at home by myself. Um, you know, I was always on defense about it because since I enjoyed talking to people, I always thought I was an extrovert. Right. Um, but mm -hmm. then somebody kind of framed it in my mind of like, 
So when you are with people, do you feel like you're giving energy or you're taking energy? And then, you know, for me, I'm like always, I talk about giving a good vibe or, you know, helping out with the work environment or whatever. Uh, so I guess I'm giving energy. And that's, that's, that was the defining, I guess, statement that for me, I was like, oh, I'm definitely introverted because I give energy when I'm around people. Um, but when I'm by myself, that's when I recharge. So it makes a lot of sense. Um, and, you know, I used to take those personality tests and everything. And <laughs> The, the, the trouble with that is that I think a lot of people like myself, we we put in the answers of the person we want to be, um, not necessarily who we really are. Uh, so, you know, that's the danger of it. It had me believing this whole time. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was extroverted <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> introverted. Uh, but yeah. How about yourself? Um, what would you consider yourself? Um, I, li I like that way of looking at actually is do you give or um, take energy? Um, in social situations, I would say I actually, um, I like recharging by myself, but I also like going out and being social, mm -hmm. but I just like, for example, this, the wedding, we had this, I had an amazing time talking with everyone, all the friends and family and stuff. But afterwards I was like, Ooh, I need some time to myself. Like I'm just get a little, uh, angry and like irritated. It's like, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, uh, it's crazy how like uh, I don't know if you've heard that you know, uh, Jim Carrey quote he talked about how um, uh, being alone is addicting too because like you you definitely don't have to worry about how you interact with people you don't have to worry about their thoughts you don't have to contribute to the conversation it's just, when you're by yourself it's like you can do whatever you want and you know no one's really gonna stop you from doing it but in social situations you take in consideration of what everybody else wants or what everybody else is doing and that can get tiring um yeah but yeah that's that's how i kind of I, I was definitely one thing after going through all this addiction and stuff like that i i noticed i was quite selfish um because i would go hang out by myself because i needed to recharge but then i would like almost like ghost all my friends not completely but i just wouldn't take the time to um add to their life if that makes sense and then i would just want to go out one day i'll be like hey let's do this tonight i want to hang out tonight mm. and they're like well uh, it's kind of busy for me i was like well <laughs> i want to do it now yeah yeah that, so, that. <laughs> yeah i i definitely make um a note to um touch base with all my friends more regularly now and actually like ask those questions how you doing like what's up in your life right now um make sure it's a give and take for sure for sure uh, that's a soft spot for me and i think if any of my friends are listening to this they're gonna be like <laughs> you, i should be taking that advice <laughs> uh, yeah i'm I, I definitely end up defaulting to like since i don't go out as much as they ask me to go out uh, I feel bad and then I'm like maybe I should never ask them to go out because of that you know it's like I don't want them to feel like oh we're only going to hang out with the, when 34 wants to hang out you know um, so I end up choosing to avoid it all and be like okay <laughs> and you yeah. know we've, we've had these conversations before and I hope like they, they've shown that they understand where I'm coming from so that helps but definitely I think with any relationship you got to put in that time uh, and availability whether it's friends your partner you know family uh and i've and i've been dropping the ball on on all three maybe uh 
but yeah i'm i always come through uh have revelations when when i have these talks so i just want to thank you for helping me have those revelations Uh, no problem (laughs) Uh, all right man we're going to move on to the second icebreaker this one is a word association Uh, it's called word for word I'm going to give you a word. You give me the first thought or first word that comes to mind for you. And you're going to have 34 seconds to do as many as you can. Um, okay. Let's yeah. see how fast I can do this. <laughs> the, re- the record is 12 right now. So. 12. 12. Okay. Yeah, 12 and I'm 34 gonna... questions. <laughs> I'll let you know. Uh, I'll count it down for you. So here we go. In three, two, one. Life. Uh, long. Hope. Lit. Living. Culture. Needed. Success. Personal. Art. Uh, selfless. Fear. Everyone. Crazy. Myself. Regret. Um, forgiveness. Oh, you got eight. You got eight. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> but that's uh, harder than you think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. I mean, I've, I've had some people just like breeze through it, but you know, uh, I don't. It, it was interesting because they didn't really think. I, I could tell they were just saying the words, the next word that came out. But I appreciate you participating, and don't worry. I think it was it was a good run. Um, you talked about. You said. I said crazy. And I believe you said myself. Uh, <laughs> well, what do you mean by that? <laughs> or why did crazy? Uh, why did myself come to mind? Um, I think, uh, well, maybe there's a stereotype of myself, um, just my own uh, mental illness. Like I was uh, diagnosed with bipolar a while ago, and um, I don't feel comfortable talking about it. Like I do. But I'm not going to bring it up in conversation like, hey, this is me. Um, because there is that, I don't want to be judged as that crazy person. Yeah. Yeah. And, nah. Yeah. That and with the addictions and stuff, I'm, I'm, uh, I choose who I tell that to. I gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 No, for sure. And I, I want to thank you again for sharing it with me and sharing it with my audience, man. Um, no I problem. Think, I think it's a little bit empowering, right? Uh, you know, if you tell the right people that, that understand and are willing to hear the rest of the story, not just, you know, just one part and then judge you based on that. Um, exactly. So, I guess, yeah, if you have the time to share the story, it's a little easier to be um, personal about it. But just in like the passing, and be like, hey, this is me. And then they fill in the blanks, you know, be true. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think that's a big reason why I do stay quiet. I'm generally a quiet person in uh, in other situations besides the show. And I think I do it because I don't want people filling in the holes. Like, oh, they'll know this about me. They'll know this about me. And they'll be like, oh, this is the kind of guy he is. And then I'm like, you don't even know me. <laughs> or like, you know, I, I could be totally different from the image that you have in your head. Uh, but no, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, as far as you could tell me if you don't want to talk about it, but... Um, how did you come to the realization that maybe you should get checked out for bipolar? Um, so it was actually like, um, I was doing, when I was doing the power engineering, I was doing shift work. So it was seven days and then I would have seven days off and then seven days of nights. 
And every time I would switch over to night, I would get, like, I don't have any, um, like it's not severe bipolar by any means, but I would notice a few days I would be extra energetic and then I would absolutely crash. Um, that is one was one of the telltale signs. And also when I was drinking, um, it would cause me to, I'd get quite hyper drinking, but then afterwards, even if it was like two or three drinks, I would just get very depressed for a week. Like it wasn't just the day, day after where you're hungover. Like I'd be a week where I just barely could move. Um, so I got checked out and got me on um, some pills and stuff. And I've been doing therapy for a while. And yeah. You think it's, it's helped you like kind of even out a little bit? Oh, definitely. Like the biggest struggle with it is not knowing the uh, like triggers and stuff. It just like felt you were just like out of control. I felt like I was out of control with my emotions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's uh, it's not a good feeling. <laughs> no, no, no. I hear you. Yeah. Um, I don't think you know. I've met some people who have said they're bi they're bipolar, but you know, I I don't know for everyone else's experiences out there, but I they would tell me, but I would never recognize it. You know, I feel like only the person that's going through it is going to know how they're really feeling. Like, um, so I think that's a dangerous thing about it, too, mm-hmm. uh, is that people around you may not notice uh, versus like for you. Did do you feel like anybody was was uh, asking you about it? like, hey, you should or yeah. No, um, obviously, it was pretty like I come from a smaller town. Um, the addiction part of it, definitely people notice, but like not the bipolar part i got you got you uh that's it for the icebreakers we'll we'll move back onto the main stage and uh before we get to the wheel of fate kind of want to ask you so you're from alberta and are you still in alberta or have you moved um so i guess on my license everything says alberta i'm in school in toronto right now um that's where i'm doing my psychology degree Gotcha. And is, is yeah. Toronto the place to, to settle or is it just a place to learn? And then, you know, I think, you know what? I have three more years there. So we're for sure going to be living there for three years and we'll see after then. But it's a completely different vibe than where I grew up. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I just visited Toronto maybe three right before the pandemic the year before the pandemic uh i went out there um and it's a good vibe man i really like the diversity uh and i felt like people were friendly for the most part i don't know maybe you could maybe you, you know different toronto than i did um <laughs> but yeah man it was a it was a good time um, it, it, yeah it was definitely friendly um but i guess the complete polar opposite of where i grew up like the town i grew up in maybe had uh 50 residents 50 residents yeah and then it was like a lot of people lived on the farm but it's still very 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 small community did everyone know each other was that is that kind oh, of community? definitely oh. yeah <laughs> for sure i've never experienced that and i always tell myself maybe as i get older and you know is ready to settle down um i'd, I'd be down for a small a small town uh experience <laughs> not not 100% sure but I think there's I guess if done right there could be a lot of positive that comes from a small community mm-hmm. but I know not everything goes 
you know the right way so i can also see how a small community can be a negative thing when when everybody knows your business <laughs> yeah yeah what matt if you uh like being by yourself hey just get a little acreage outside a small community you can just get her by a small lake it'll be golden that sounds bomb to me man <laughs> uh, all right man let's uh pull up the wheel let's see if i can get it out here there it goes um i'm gonna give it a spin and like i said earlier if there's any question because these these questions can get kind of deep um so you let me know if if there's something you don't want to talk about it's fine first number is number three right there at the edge but uh number three is when was the last time you forgave yourself um uh, let's just say one that comes to mind is like a month ago. I quite often have a, uh, I, reg- I have a lot of regret in my life and I know it's not healthy, but then every once in a while I'll get a wave of forgiveness, um, for myself and it makes me feel a lot more energetic. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And I would say most of my regret comes from, uh, how I was just being when I was, um, in the midst of my addiction and i know i wasn't that type of person so i try to forgive myself for that i hear you i hear you uh you think it's it's uh easy is it does it come easy to you to to forgive yourself or is it still kind of difficult (laughs) well it seems like it's i can forgive myself for some things and then some things are a little more stuck in my head um so it takes some time i gotta some of them it takes like weeks of kind of like almost meditating on it before it kind of breaks away for sure for sure i mean i i'm with you man i you know like i said i still kind of struggle with addiction and you know the past 12 years of use has definitely left me with a lot of regrets uh a lot of things that i wish i could let go which i haven't honestly i don't think i have i think it pushes me to in a way maybe this is a negative way to do it but there's some kind of motivation you know like i can be better i can do better so keep going keep going um even though i haven't really let go all those times where i should have done more in the past you know the past is always behind us it's like a shadow that that follows us so yeah it's is for anyone out there who has figured it out please let me know how to do it um but yeah how about forgiving others does that come easy to you forgiving others definitely super easy i like being in going into psychology a lot of time i'm like hmm, yeah makes sense why they did that i'll uh <laughs> it's hard to be mad at someone when you know why they did it <laughs> for sure for sure uh i was just listening listening to another podcast and they were joking about how um how it seems like everybody everybody goes through stuff and now that trauma is like a buzzword for a lot of folks um for you is there a is there a definitive line of how you would define trauma versus somebody that's just you know venting about maybe something that's happened um yeah I think there's a difference between something that's uh, like distressing or like doesn't sit well with you that makes you angry and stuff and like trauma. Like, are you waking up in the middle of the night thinking about it? 
or is it like occupying your thoughts uh, a lot during the day or is it just something that you'll randomly you'll think about once every month or something like that i don't know there is obviously different extents to trauma but i think there is sometimes where like you said it's just a buzzword that people like to throw in there uh, maybe it's for some sympathy or something but yeah yeah no i hear you um and then how much do you think of trauma i'm, I'm curious because this is something i'm going through and i, I want to hear your yeah. perspective on it but how much of trauma is kind of self-inflicted you know like when i think about my past and you're right maybe i have a re- huge problem with rejection like it keeps me from you know just even opening the possibilities or the op- opportunities um because i always already think that the worst thing that could happen is that they'll reject me and i'll i'll it'll sink it'll give me the sinking feeling that i had i've had since i was a kid when i was rejected as a kid you know uh so i think there's a part of it where the people that have rejected me i don't think that was their intent so i think myself just because i've held on to it and i let it affect me so much that i almost you know tell myself like you bro like it's all in your head. This is you're doing it to yourself at this point. But yeah. So how much of trauma do you think is self-inflicted? Um, self. Okay, I'll try to explain how I think of it, even from personal experience with that toxic relationship I had. So you kind of people wonder why um, the victim in a toxic relationship or someone who's being abused stays with that person. So maybe at the start of the relationship they stood up for themselves. Um, and then they weren't successful in standing up for themselves. So the next time it happened, they tried again and were unsuccessful. Then the time after that, they were even unsu- more unsuccessful and it kind of wears you down. And the part that it's self-inflicted is it's not, it's you thoughts about um, how helpless you feel, I guess, is how I look at it. So the more it happens, the more helpless you feel and you have no control over the situation. So then you start to have this bias in your day-to-day life for the next day. It doesn't have to be the same person. Say if it happens with someone else in your next relationship, you're not going to stand up for yourself at the like slight um, adversity of the similar situation. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, it does. It does. Like it, yeah. it continue to carry it on, onto other relationships. Uh, so after saying that, I feel like the only real solution is is to communicate when you're feeling that way. Like you immediately don't want to let it like sit in your mind and let it grow. Versus, you know, once you let it out, maybe there's a chance that you get get the help. Maybe a new partner can help you with that. Um, yeah. Would you say communication is the key when it comes to that? A hundred percent. Cause like, if it gives you anxiety when it happens, you kind of want to change that exact situation. Um, I guess that's what happens in exposure therapy is you kind of experience the same situation in a safe, in a safe environment that helps you like tricks your brain thinking like, Oh, this is happening now. It's not the past. And this is what'll happen when I actually open up. Good things come of it. <laughs> mm, I got you. Yeah, I, I didn't even. That was a, a good tie-in to exposure therapy for sure. I, I didn't even know. I didn't think those two were related, but I can definitely see how it can be helpful. 
Uh, but for sure, thank you for giving me your two cents. Uh, give the spin, the wheel another spin. Here we go. Number eleven, and uh, number eleven is what are you currently struggling with, and what is there any type of support that you need? What am I currently struggling with? Um, I think going back, like I said, I was 25, so I went to school, I got addicted to drugs, felt like an absolute loser. And then now I'm that person who's like four years older than all their classmates. Um, so I, I, I do struggle. I'm getting better with it every year that I'm in school, but I struggle with um, feeling like that outcast almost or that person that didn't follow the the normal chain of events in their life oh yeah um, yeah <laughs> or like not being like feeling unsuccessful to the people um that know me i guess like a failure in that sense for sure for sure um is, is there any support like we we the world the universe can kind of <laughs> send to you uh to deal with that um, you know what? My wife does an awesome job of making sure that I uh, feel supported and kind of throw out those uh, those thoughts, irrational thoughts. Um, I guess if I was to ask for one thing, it's just like give me that courage to be on my own path. Doesn't worry about. Doesn't matter what anyone else says. I'm doing my thing. For sure. Shout out to wifey for that. We we definitely need good support <laughs> yeah. systems in our life. Um, and I think that's a huge thing for me too, man. Like I've been thinking about going back to school, uh, you know, doing more, doing something different. I, I went to college uh, not realizing really what I wanted to do. So I'm not going to say it was wasted time, but it was definitely time I could have spent better or like, you know, been more intentional with. Uh, so, yeah, I think about going back to school and being that outcast, being... The, the old head and, and the longer I wait the older I get the, and the kids stay the same age so <laughs> like I'll be older than the professor sometimes you know and I'll be like damn man like, <laughs> I'd have to just humble myself a little more right um, it is humbling yeah for sure uh, I mean for you, you you don't feel like you don't have any comrades in in the school or like in class just being like oh yeah we we the old ones we the OGs you know <laughs> There is some people like that. Um, you know what? I feel old because they're like the language they use in their conversations. I'm like, what does that even mean? <laughs> like, I remember when in, in like 16 even, and we still had the flip phones, and you use all these like different shortened words and acronyms and stuff, and it's the same thing now. <laughs> like I have no clue what they mean. Oh, there's there new acronyms, right? Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> what's it called? Uh, yeah, you can imagine me being I'm 32 and I work with high school students, and I feel super old when they put something in our group text that's like, and I have to be like, what's that mean? <laughs> and they're like, oh, this guy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 a trip. But you know, it's also that experience, right? Because because you're in school again. You, you're the person in your friend group that knows all these things now. And then they're like, oh, damn, look, like, look at you, still young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I do um, this 
I don't think I would be able to pursue a psychology degree and potentially do a PhD if I did this when I was 18. I have like so much more life skills now and I'm very intentional with what I want to do. Um, so it gives me the strength focus or whatever to actually like overcome the hardships. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. What would you say is a, a life skill that you didn't have at 18, but you feel like you have now? Um, I don't know. Have you ever heard of uh, a growth versus a fixed mindset? Uh, no, tell, tell me more. Tell me more. Break it down for me. Yeah. So it's uh, this psychologist. I can't remember where she is, but she wrote a book called The Growth Mindset um, or Mindset. And a growth mindset is basically when you're faced with adversity rather than like shy away or think that you're not good enough to do that. You treat it as a challenge and want to improve yourself. Whereas someone with a fixed mindset, um, they do the things that are easy to them and avoid the things that are hard to them. Mm, I see. So now, yeah, when I look at the things that are hard right now, I look at them as a challenge and I need to do this to be successful. Whereas before I would have just avoided them. and <laughs> be like, you know what? I'm going to go down this path because I'm not good at that. Where now I have an end goal in mind and I'm going to do it. <laughs> For sure, man. Uh, I'm so happy that you, you've been able to get that growth mindset at 25 because I think it took me until I was 30 to, I think, you know, embrace it more. Now that you describe it, I'm like, okay, I can definitely see as the kind of person I am or I was. And I still think I, I, I am working on it always. I think we always work in a, on our downfalls um, and our faults. So, yeah, for me, like right now, I'm definitely in that moment with uh, with the show. Uh, I in the beginning when I was starting this was probably the point where that felt challenging um, and then now that I've done it long enough I'm like okay now I'm comfortable in this space the next step is to do in-person interviews which you know like I've been gathering the equipment to do so it's really on me to take that action but I think I, I need to continue working on having that growth mindset because I get anxious I get nervous and I think to myself like nobody's going to be there if I do this in person um, so let me take a deep yeah, breath. Yeah, it, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. Um, so for you, what's uh, besides school, you know, and I think marriage is another challenge as well. Uh, what's what's another challenge that you feel like you've been, you know, either that you've been going at at first? Uh, you know what? Uh, like I was an athlete. All like I played on the um, um, a college volleyball team. Uh, when I went to school previously. Um, so I've, I've always been athletic in my life until like after um, <laughs> the last like three, four years. And I'm just like, I just crave carbs all the time and I have a hard time working out. So like, that's my biggest challenge now is like fighting <laughs> the urge to eat. <laughs> I am definitely, to, because today, because of my doctor's appointment, because they told me <laughs> to lay off the carbs and snacking, uh, I am definitely in that mindset as well. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> we're, we're in it together, man. You are not alone. <laughs> um, I th just a heads up, we have about ten minutes left in the podcast. Um, just want to thank you again for for stopping by, and I hope you're having fun. I am. Um, this is a great conversation. <laughs> for sure, man. Uh, so at this point, I'm. Or do you have a hard stop at at seven or? Not seven. No, I'm oh. I, I'm good. 
Okay. I think we got time for one more spin then. Uh, I want I want you to get one more spin in before we move on. And this one is number four. This question is, how much do you believe in yourself? I have waves. I think now it's been, I guess that's a struggle is believing in myself. I do it. And uh, my wife does a good job of making me believe in myself. She's kind of like the person that believes in me when I don't and reminds me. But um, I would say I'm about 75, 25 right now for believing in myself. And I guess that just, I think means that there, the next day is going to be brighter than the last kind of thing. It's not uh, dealing with depression. I would say I didn't believe in myself and it just felt like it was just always going downhill. Um, I couldn't, I didn't have the strength to overcome it. Whereas now I'd like, I'm really excited to overcome things. That's what's up, man. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad you're in a better space. And, uh, you know, I know you got wifey as a believer. Just know you got this total stranger um, believing in you too, man. I think anything you, you're trying to, trying to get done, you, you can get done. So if you, if I, you need another I, reminder. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. No, no problem. I can use all the reminders. Sure. Um, um I definitely think, uh, like again, when I was like 18, I feel like I had this false belief in myself. You know, like I felt like I could do anything in the world. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah, and it was, I think maybe more so because I didn't understand myself that I had these like maybe egotistical beliefs that I'm gonna be the best at everything where I'm a little more grounded now. And it doesn't like I have that growth mindset where it doesn't hurt so much when I'm not perfect at something the first time I try it. Yeah, I mean, it's just being humble with it, man, because I know yeah. I, I feel you on that, too. When I was 18 and still a little bit sometimes now, I, I do believe that, like, whatever I pick up, I can do. Um, but I have to be real and be like, I'm not going to do it as well as anybody else that's been spending a lot of time on it or, you know, being really, yeah, exactly. really good at it. Yeah, I can't compare. And you earlier you were talking about how, you know, uh, you just got kind of a uh, you got being in class with these all these other students um, and feeling like an outcast and trying to focus on what you're doing is, is a pretty hard thing when you're constantly reminded uh, for you, it's in your daily life. Uh, and probably also, you know, I don't know how, how much you use social media, but that's something that just seems to hit us in waves of like, Oh, this is what everybody else is doing. What are you doing with your life? And I'm like, Fuck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I definitely feel that man. Um, all right, so uh, we've reached the end of our podcast. We do have a couple things to to do before you. I let you go. Uh, this next part is called the thirty fourth mantra. So I'm going to challenge you to create a mantra here on the show. Uh, the phrase is "I am, I can, I will." So I am blank, I can blank, I will blank. Um, take a second okay. to think about that. Let me know when you're ready. I I can, I will. Oh, I, the third one? I am, I can, I will. 
this is probably the most un- most uncomfortable part of the podcast because I'm going to switch it to a screen where it's like a reflection. You're talking to yourself. I won't even okay. be there. But yeah. <laughs> okay. Just preparing you. I am. I am. I oh, let can. Me know. Yeah. And I, I will. I am. Okay. I can. I will. And you'll have a reminder on that screen too. You'll see. Okay. Okay. Ready? I am. I can. I will. Okay, I think so. Hey, take your time with it. Take your time with it. But okay. here you are. Go for it. Okay, I did my head here. I am strong. I can persevere, and I will succeed. For sure, man. For sure. And now, if you ever need a reminder from yourself, you'll have this little sound bite uh, just to keep you on track. For sure. Thank you for participating in the 34th mantra. Moving on to the closeout questions, which this first one is going to be actually from my previous guest. So uh, shout out to Coach Lee. Coach Lee's question for you is what does it what does it mean to be connected and understood? I think it means that you can be yourself even and sh- be vulnerable showing your um, what you think is your inadequacies or character defects and you'll still be accepted. Mm, I got you. I got you. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. Uh, I, I think my answer to this question was like, I hope that my action, like if I act enough and I'm able to to I guess show who I am through my actions. I want to get to a point where people don't even have to ask me why I'm doing the things I do. Um, it's like, oh, that's just what he does, or you know, that's how 34 is. Um, and that's I think when I finally feel fully understood by the world. But I'm <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people who, who still misunderstand what we say, what we do, and why we do things. Um, but I hear you, man, for sure. My second to last question for you is what would you like to ask the next guest on 34 questions? You could keep it light. You could go deep. It's all up to you. Um, if you were to make the biggest impact in the world, what would you do? Gotcha. Make the biggest impact in the world. A lot of pressure. <laughs> uh, I like thinking. Uh, I like thinking. Dreaming big. I hear you, man. Oh, for sure. We, you know, um, there's this quote. It has. It's like, the world needs dreamers. The world needs doers. But most importantly, the world needs dreamers that do. Uh, so mm. I, I hear you, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, for me, let me biggest impact i'm doing this new exercise where i like to answer this last question um that you give me but biggest impact in the world uh i want more people to do what i'm doing you know having these conversations with people uh you know the big idea for me is that hopefully i can find people who are multilingual and be able to have these conversations in different languages because right now i'm very limited to english only (laughs) But, uh, you know, maybe one day I can form a team that can reach every 
country and continent and everyone can feel like they're heard and have a place to, to do something like this but yeah and uh, I, I like that fingers crossed man. fingers uh, crossed yeah yeah well it helps there's so much like like cancel culture and stuff right now and you can't like say or voice your opinion but like having these conversations really helps with that yeah yeah and uh, you know like people come on here and i think you know there's still a degree that they probably fear what they say and stuff and i just hope like my hope is that they can feel it from me that they can really say anything and you know maybe, maybe i'll disagree um but i want to talk about it i want us to talk about it and i'm not here to change your mind about anything um but it's really just having that space to to say how you feel what you mean and i think if it's done enough times we'll just have a better understanding of the people around us right uh hopefully that's that's the goal um, but yeah uh let's let's cancel cancel culture can we do that <laughs> uh we'll see one day um, two, two negatives make a positive <laughs> exactly exactly uh, all right man my last question for you a question that ties everything together 100 200 300 years from now your descendants are watching this video what would you like to tell them? Hmm. I guess. Hmm. Listen, listen to yourself. Don't be, uh, you use some critical thinking and don't be easily swayed by someone else's opinion of, of yourself or even in about society and culture and stuff like uh really use some thinking is it right or wrong don't just uh listen to what's said show man i hear you i hope they hear you uh and thank you for your perspective uh any last things you'd like to add before we head out of here uh where, do, where can we find your podcast let me start there uh you know what uh yeah my podcast is called psychology with my wife and we have it on youtube um exactly that name and also on all of the like spotify itunes um stitcher basically everything um under the same name psychology with my wife for sure man definitely i'll check it out if you can please send me that link as well so i could just add it to my description uh, for any folks out there who might be interested in checking out psychology with my wife um but yeah man yeah, any anything else you'd like to add before we get out of here? Uh, I don't think so. I guess I'll say one thing. Uh, I'm really glad I could have this conversation, and I look forward to hearing more of these conversations. And I I agree with you. A lot more people should be having these conversations. Sure, man. Um, I will. I haven't asked of you, but I'll ask you off camera, so don't worry too much about it. Okay. Uh, just want to thank you again, Julian, for stopping by. Um, definitely a great conversation. Um, and thank you for hearing me out, too. I did a lot of talking as well, so I want to, want to thank you for also listening to what I have to say. Um, want to thank all the folks out there. If you've been watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're checking out the podcast, want to thank you for your time. Um, please remember to reach out, reach forward. As always, much love. And we'll catch you guys next time on 34 Questions. Peace. And uh, it fades out from there.